Welcome to The Uncomfortable Truth, where we answer the questions we all need to be asking about race and racism in America. I'm Loki Mulholland. And I'm LaVon Brown. And And it's it's time time to get get uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Georgia Senate Bill 202 is a solution looking for a problem, a voting bill that seemingly addresses voter fraud in a state where, according to the state, there wasn't any. Many are calling this Jim Crow 2.0 with organizations like the New Georgia Project, Black Voters Matter, and RISE leading the charge. The Republican Party is saying these are long overdue changes that just happen to coincide with their losing the 2020 election. Others believe this is just a proving ground for what the party can get away with throughout the country. So LaVon, before we jump into Jim Crow 2.0, take us back a little bit to uh, Jim Crow 1.0. What was voting like back then? Well, several things would happen with two, especially in, in, in certain areas. I don't know, you know, in Georgia, I don't know, but I know in Mississippi and Alabama and Louisiana. So they had, uh, it could be a combination of things, but they had the interpretation of the constitution of the state, which actually most people never read or can do, white or black. Winner uh, now, good grief. But they would give it to black people who came to vote. Uh, they actually would, uh, people would lose their jobs. Uh, people would get uh, beat up. Uh, people would get, uh, oh, they had to pay the poll tax. And it doesn't sound like a lot of money because with some states it was $2. But $2 was a lot of money to a lot of black people. Uh, the polls were generally set at places where uh, it was hard to get to. And you had to go through sometimes the sheriff deputies, uh, sometimes it was just deputies, but there were always guns. So there was intimidation, uh, there was fear, there was legal battles, so the, uh, which, which we have now, but they were uh, the Constitution, the, the interpretation of the Constitution and the poll tax were just some of the methods that were used to keep uh, Black people from voting. Mm. Uh, and we used to, we had, we had a whole voting rights drive uh, throughout the state of Mississippi and Alabama and, and other places where we would actually go and get people and take them to the, uh, uh, the polling booths. Uh, and we didn't have, you know, wasn't, uh, they didn't have uh, drop boxes and stuff then, but they had, you had to take them to the courthouse to register to vote. And it was difficult to get people to go it was difficult to get to be doing that job because there were some places where they would attack the people who uh, who were taking people to vote. They would attack people who registered to vote. And if they find out their names, which was very easy to do, they might lose their job, they might get beat up, they might get thrown in jail. There were any number of ways to terrify people and keep them from voting. Well, and it was interesting to think, you know, when we did this interview with, uh... Um, Joan Browning is a white freedom writer in Georgia. She talked about when she turned 18, they went to go vote and there was a glass of water that you had to tell them how many bubble, how many drops of water were in this glass. That was one, yeah. And, and that it was not a secret ballot. I know. That, I know. Yeah. But they knew exactly who you were voting for, white or black. Not, not, yes, they did. So a lot of people didn't even bother because uh, they knew that there was a penalty attached. 
uh, whether it would be a loss of job or a loss of house or uh, you know any number of things that they could do to you for voting. Yeah, it's the ability to uh, frustrate your your pursuits. Yeah, voting in those days, I, I would say the same thing applies, but voting was not a right. Uh, they wanted, if you remember, uh, there was a long time before even black people could vote. Uh, and what we were doing was saying, everybody has a right to vote in this country. Uh, and the Republicans are doing all they can to make sure that that's no longer true. Well, again, I've always kind of pointed out that people, obviously after the, uh, the, the, the Reconstruction Amendments, 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment, African-Americans could vote. But yes. now, it, it, well, it, however... Legally, legally they could Legally, vote. right. But, but uh, again, they, they're putting up these barriers to frustrate people so they don't even bother showing up. You know, right. Now, whether it be in, you know, pure intimidation and, and the actual threat of your life or just the obstacles put in place today. And this is what Georgia's, Georgia's about right now is these obstacles. Sure. So after well, signing the bill, Governor Kemp said, quote, significant reforms to our state elections were needed. There's no doubt there were many alarming issues with how, with how the election was handled. And those problems understandably led to a crisis of confidence in the ballot box here in Georgia. Right. Well, since Georgia had, had already done two recounts and didn't find any voter fraud, what was the real crisis? That black that people of color voted. That was the crisis. Now he does. He, they never say that. No. Well, they did back in the day. They don't say that now. They just keep finding ways uh, to keep people from voting. So they cut. They shut down voting booths. Uh, they can't have. They change the hours. Uh, and somebody argued. I was listening to the news today that well, they didn't change the hours. Well. Yeah, they did, because they said the hours could be expanded mm -hmm. in certain districts. Well, could be. They don't, right, right, right. Yeah. But we well, know we, they're not going to be in any area where it's mostly white. We yeah, well, well, Senator Max Byrne of Sylvania, however you say that, Sylvania, I guess, Georgia, said, this is a solid step in the right direction to provide voter integrity in Georgia. Now, voter integrity to me sounds nice, but it, it, it cuts clearly at the heart of the people themselves, that there are some people who don't have integrity, is what this implies, that there are some people who can't be trusted with the vote. Well, they've always said that. They're just now using different language. Right. So they're saying that they don't want, they don't want people of color voting. They don't want poor people voting. It's not just people of color. They don't want poor people voting because they might vote for the Democrats. Right. So th they will think of any way they can to keep people from doing it. And they will use language. And then we have discussions around the language that they use. Right. Uh, which is, a, I think, is a mistake. Uh, once that's, it's known what that is, we talk about what they're actually doing. Right. Uh, so a lot of people now are defending what the state of Georgia just did uh, when there is no defense, but that's what they will talk from. Yeah. So, so they're saying, for instance, with the water, I mean, it, that shouldn't even be a discussion. But what people are missing is the governor has fixed it so that this new law now says the, the, uh, the legislature 
can get rid of the, the people who are like, uh, what's his name, Ashberger, whatever his name is, it was a Republican, right. who was in charge of the voting. They're saying now they can overrule them if necessary. Right. That's okay. Yeah. So what they just said to you was, you can let them vote if you want to, but in any district where we don't like the way the vote turns out, we're going to change it. Yeah, the, the, the state election board could remove county election boards and replace them with an interim election manager. Absolutely. Any point in time. It doesn't actually say when. Absolutely. So, so we don't like the way saying, this is being counted. Let's change, let's change the counter. Right. So places like Atlanta, which has a lot of Black people, they will say, you can bet that they are already, they've already selected who will be in charge. Right. There won't be anybody with an integrity. With integrity. Right. Well, and, and, that, and the whole issue of integrity, I mean, this goes back to some of the original Jim Crow issues, uh, laws that were passed, like the literacy test, which was, well, we want literate you know, and, and, you know, an intelligent electorate voting, which sounds sounds good. I mean, you, you just don't want any sort of Joe Schmo off the street just randomly voting for something he doesn't understand would be the concept. But what they found with the literacy test was that, well, good grief, most of these Georgia crackers and others, and others, a lot of these poor whites couldn't read either. Right. So they had to grandfather people in. Right. That's what, um, and they did do that. They did yeah. that. Well, and so in this election, absentee voters will no longer be allowed to rely on signature verification, which tells you that signature verification worked for one thing. Now they have to have an improved form of ID, like a driver's license. Right. Which, okay, well, for those with a driver's don't. license, Sounds a good. A lot of people don't drive. But over 200,000 Georgian voters don't have a driver's license. They don't drive. Right. But most of those people are people of color. Now, when they find that uh, there are a lot of uh, poor white people that don't have licenses, they'll change that. They'll modify that a little bit. Right. The, the county person can sign off for them. any number of things they will come up with to get those people to vote. So uh, another, just kind of going through parts of the new law. So a ballot box, a ballot drop box will only be allowed inside early voting locations and available strictly during business hours. Right. So the location is key. So all Again, those people that used to get off work and then go vote, uh, the state is now saying we're not going to have any of that. Right. We're gonna, we, we, that's, that's, that's gone. Now, all, you notice that all of these laws sound like they for everybody. Mm -hmm. They're not. Right. They impact certain number of people, uh, certain kinds of people, and in certain numbers. Well, and the shocking thing to think about is this is the one that passed. There were 50 other voting restriction bills that didn't pass. So how yeah. worse were those? <laughs> I know. And, and then Mitch McConnell today says that the corporations have no business uh, sticking their nose in this. Right. However, they're still allowed to donate. They passed so many laws. They've said so much. They've narrowed the voting field so much. They don't remember what they're doing. And so Mitch McConnell said, quote, so my warning, if you will, to corporate America is to stay out of politics. It is not what you're designed for. And don't be intimidated by the left into taking up causes that put you right in the middle of one of America's greatest political debates. But he then went on to tell them, but you can still donate money to us if you want. 
Right. Stay out of the politics, but keep giving us the money. Right. And and this is and this is exactly what was going on with um with Brian Kemp and and with the uh, Major League Baseball boycott. But, yeah. They just yeah. Right. And that the corporations which were typically a champion of the Republican Party. So it's really interesting to see this sort of schism taking place between the two. Well, because but, the because the, the, the corporations have learned that, you know, whether it's soda or baseball or football or basketball, right. it's black people that are involved in it. And they've been involved right. in it to the degree that they better do something. They better well, say something. Right. And, and the warning that McConnell put out there, that's just something that actually... Um, it didn't. It didn't actually pass the state congress, but they actually tried to. Um, in one case with Delta Airlines, the party tried to pull back tax benefits uh, to their one-time partner, with, you know, again Delta Airlines. Right. But when Major League Baseball pulled their game out, um, well, the least bit of irony, Government Kent said that this was all based on lies and fears, which of course is what his voter suppression is about: is lies and fears. Right. Now these organizations like MLB are just hurting the good folks of Georgia who are depending on the income from the games not from necessarily increased minimum wage, which would be voted on if you had the right to vote for those candidates right. who supported such measures. And so they're trying to say that, you know, look, we know better for our people than, than you guys who employ these people. Um, uh, yes, that's exactly what they're saying. You know, they always maintain that black people don't know what they're doing and they need somebody to take care of them. Right. And that's all Mitch McConnell is saying. That's what he's saying. Right. He's using other words. Right. Uh, the corporations who make their money from from these people understand that in, in the business world, they need all these players. They need, see, if you remember correctly, it wasn't any time the players spoke up, it was like one or two of them. They didn't really say much. They, there right. was a lot of stuff goes on, went on, but they didn't say anything. Now in sports where they are the majority, mm-hmm. uh, People are speaking up, and it's a different, different kind of people involved in the sports as well. Right. So, if you remember when they tried that with pro football, uh, when Trump was talking about I'm not going to do this and football, nobody paid any attention. As a matter of fact, we know that the owners of, of most football games are racist. Right. But the bottom line is, don't mess with the money. Mm-hmm. And what Mitch McConnell is doing is messing with the money. Right. Because we drink Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. We fly on Delta. Right. Uh, there's enough of us. Now, maybe they'll figure out a way to, to stop that, but so far they haven't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but you know, I know, this is about. Yeah. And, and obviously, I mean, Georgia isn't, isn't alone in all this. I mean, there were some 250 anti-voting measures in 43 states. Right. Um, I mean, I'd say this is un-American, but it really seems about as American as you can get. Oh, it is. I mean, voting rights for all people in our country is a rather new phenomenon in our nation's history, which is just begrudgingly bestowed by white people. There are countries that say if you don't vote, right, you go to jail. I mean, they want everybody to vote, right, and we don't want that. We never did. This this is a country, you know, this is a country that never wanted. It didn't want women to vote. No. And it certainly didn't want black people to vote. It didn't want Indians to vote. Mm-hmm. Didn't want Chinese to vote. There are a lot of people that it did not want to vote. And it used to say that mm-hmm. these people have no business voting. Right. And 
no, but now they can. We can't really take it away, but let's do our best to do so. And we're going to be smart about it we're because gonna, we're losing we're do everything because we, we can't scare them anymore right. into not doing it. So, so in Texas, where there is no significant voter fraud in the past election, uh, one of the things they're doing is, is besides requiring those who fill out the ballot to be the ones who drop them off, um, they're adding new requirements for those who need help because of language problems or disabilities. So uh, what they call ballot harvesting, I think. So let's say, for example, um, your, your wife is incapacitated. She can't go to the ballot box. Well, she can't vote because you are not allowed, as her husband, not allowed to take that ballot you know, to the ballot box for her. I hadn't seen that. Um, obviously, you know, if, if, if uh, there's new paper re- paperwork requirements to get help for those who have language problems or disabilities. Right. Well, what's the language problem? And now this is this is the big one here. According to the New York Times, it would also, quote, give so-called poll watchers, untrained monitors, usually chosen by candidates or party officials who are stationed inside polling places, the right to videotape voters if they deem them suspicious. Yeah. I mean, what other form of voter intimidation can you get is people videoing you? Well, it's supposedly guns, private election. You could take guns to the state house like they did in Michigan, but other right. than that. Yeah. That'll be next. Yeah. They will use anything they can to intimidate people. The problem is, you know, it's what they're doing, what they do sounds reasonable to the average person. Sure. They say everybody has the right to vote. We want to uh, make sure that it's legal, but they don't want that. They want to be able, they can't use terror. So they're using these tactics. But the trans, I mean, it's, I mean, you would think it would be obvious. It has to be obvious that this is just a political play because you're lost. But it's more than that. It's what people don't see and some of them, some of the people who support this stuff are decent people. What they don't see is what's happening. And they didn't see it before either, right? They don't see that it's keeping people from voting. Right. I, for instance, when they talked about ID, voter ID, mm-hmm. right? So I had, I had friends of mine who talked to me and said, well, that sounds like a good idea. Right. Yeah, it does. When I was born, I had a social security number. Yeah. Why don't I have a voter ID number? If if it's as innocuous as they want to make it sound, right. why don't I have them? Right? So they do stuff and we never ask the next question is, well, what, let's make it easy. Yeah. Everybody gets one. Let's verify the roles. No problem. I agree with you. Then we just send everybody their number. Yeah. Well, when they're born, they get a number. They don't want people voting. The president of the United States asked the, the, the people of Georgia to lie and cheat and steal. Mm-hmm. And these people are saying, well, that's okay. Well, and they said, no. Initially, they yeah, said, well, no. Yeah. They, 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 well, uh, that's why they have this law, because he said no. Well, they counted twice. They counted, yeah. the, they counted the, you know, the ballots twice in both times. Trump lost, and uh, then they they lost the runoff. Right. I mean, people like Stacey. And now they're saying, "We don't worry about it. We got another way to fix it." Right. So the next next Republican that asked for uh, uh, verification of the vote just said, "We got that. 
we're going to send our people in and they'll verify the votes and all these other votes we're going to throw out. Yeah. They're going to make up that they'll just make up a count. Yeah. They'll find different ways to invalidate something. Uh, absolutely. Now, a lot of people are waking up to the fact that they're doing this, but you know, you got to fight the battles that you fought years ago. Right. They don't go away. Want to make a difference? A $5 monthly recurring donation helps us create the content like this podcast and other educational experiences vital in the fight to end racism. Help us by visiting the Joan Trumpower Mulholland Foundation. Learn how you too can be a part of the solution. Visit us at jtmfoundation.org. That's jtm.org. All of us together can truly make a difference. Join in the fight today at the jtmfoundation.org and make your $5 monthly recurring donation. Thank you. you know, I don't know if the majority of those uh, were people of they color. They came from counties that are predominantly black or middle-class whites. Right. Those are the ones that, that voted for, uh, I'm sorry, that voted against Trump. Right. That's where all those votes came from. And so and they came from things like rounding up votes, which we did in the old days. Like you have a car full of people, or but with praise the Lord if we've gotten a bus full of people. But these days they do. They get buses, busloads of people. They get people from churches. You can't do that anymore. Yeah. And you can't give them water. Or, or food while they're in line. Now, they will have a self-serve station. Somewhere. Somewhere. But, of course, if you step out of line to go get your water, then what happens? I'll let you tend to one and it won't work. Right. All of this stuff is, is, uh, is, is just... Uh, it's a, They're bringing back... I mean, people are right to call it a Jim Crow 2.0. Mm. But that's what it is. The only thing they can't do is they can't scare people. Right. That's the only thing they can't do because that's a federal law. If it were not, they would be doing that. You can bet on it. Uh, at what point do we start seeing the Knight Riders coming back and, you know, and going well, house to house? And... We saw them walk into the Michigan State House carrying guns. Yeah. And nothing was done. We saw them threaten the governor and the federal government didn't protect her. Yeah. So even to this day, she has to have guards. We are not far from, uh, uh, we're sort of back to where we were, except for we got people now that know better. Mm -hmm. A lot of the young white people know better. A lot of older white people know better. They'll come out and, 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 uh, and, and fight. But the problem is that they're isolated too. Yeah. Well, we've been trying to... Uh... You know, we have the film After Selma, which is about voter suppression since the Selma to Montgomery march. Right. Which is with uh, our friend Carol Anderson and Joanne Blackman Bland. Right. And uh, yeah, you know, I've, I've seen an uptick in people watching that. Uh, I've, you know, I got a request just yesterday to do a screening in South Carolina next month and discussion. And yeah, and it's like cause people, people want to know. They, they know something's up. Well, people thought a lot of that stuff had been solved that was going to go away. Yeah. And they now realize that's not true. Yeah. I'm glad that us old folks are still around to say, wait a minute, I've seen this before. Mm -hmm. You know, this is what they're doing. 
So all this stuff about, well, that's not America, and that's not my America, well, that's all bullshit. Mm-hmm. That is your America. It's always been there. Right. Now, people are waking up and saying, we got to change that. Yeah. Now the question is, do you want this to be your America? Right. That's, and yeah. that's, that's, that's what it is. Yeah. And I, I don't think, I think there are a lot of people who don't think it should be. Yeah. But the narrative, the discussions, the arguments always keep being done by the Republicans. Hmm. All of a sudden, all the Democrats are members of the cancel culture. So we're all discussing the cancel culture. Well, and that's what Kemp was trying to say was like, oh, this is this cancel culture. And it's like, no, this is called a boycott from the Major League Baseball. Yeah, I, mean, I saw that. I mean, it's, it's absolutely true. Yeah. I mean, they were doing this, the same thing, wasn't called the cancel the cancel culture then it was called something else that mm-hmm. Kaepernick and all them were doing. So now we have in the cancel culture. So wanting to get rid of Uncle Ben's is cancel culture. Right. Wanting to get rid of Aunt Aunt Jemima Jemima. Right. is cancer culture. So and that's what we discuss. Right. You give it one discussion, you make sure it's there, you make sure people can see it, and you move on. Right. Because they you can bet they're gonna come up with another one. Right. But the fact of the matter is, like with Kemp, I mean, he would take the Montgomery bus boycott as cancel culture. Yes. You know, it's like, no, a boycott is to say that, you know what, yeah, you guys are reprehensible. You're doing something that's evil and, and we're not going to abide by that. It's called What's a protest. What's really good is watching them show the difference between cancel culture and a legitimate boycott. Mm-hmm. So Mitch McConnell speaking out against the Major League Baseball well, that's not cancel culture. Right. That's just because uh, that's a business and it has no business talking politics. Right. Giving us money is different, but right, right. So, and we are we have that discussion, mm-hmm. and I'm saying I'm not going to talk about that. I'm going to tell you once that all of it's cancel culture. If that's the case, mm-hmm. everything they're doing, everything we're doing. So yeah. let's move on. If we don't believe in it in cancel culture, let's move on. Right. If we do, then let's let's define what it is and move on. Right. But they the con, the the discussion is still controlled by the Republican Party. Well, it just seems Democrats. like the Republican Party's cancel culture is all about canceling the right to vote. Yeah, and, they, and, and they're doing a good job of it. Yeah. The thing is, is you know we had Penny Lou Hamer, we had your mom, we had a whole bunch of people, right? Mm-hmm. Right now we got uh, what's her name? Stacy uh, Abrams. We got Stacy. So we got to clone her or get some more people to understand what's going on. Right. You know, and, and stop stop having these these uh, discussions that that are meaningless. Yeah. They are put there for us to have discussions about. Mm-hmm. We don't need that. That's not what's going on. In the state of Georgia, they are taking the right to vote away from people. Yeah, it's serious stuff. I think it is. Yeah. I mean, a lot of us almost got killed trying to get people the right to vote. And we had that. Now, it wasn't used. Uh, people in America don't vote. But anyway, right. we, we, we won that right for people to vote. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, we're having to do this all over again. Right. And people are just beginning to wake up to the fact that voting is important. Yeah. And the Republicans are saying, oh, shit, they're waking up. What can we do? Yeah. We can pass these 250 bills 
that keep them from, from going to the polls. They know that people don't have licenses. They know that people live a long way from the polls. They know that people are sick. They don't care. Yeah. It's how many votes can they put a, a collar on? Yeah. And they're doing it. Yeah. And that's what the poll tax was. That's what the interpreting the Constitution was. All of that was about that. The only element we don't have, like I said, is the fear, is beating up people. Yeah. But you were allowed to bring people water, weren't you? Oh, we could bring them out of water they want. What was easy to bring them water? <laughs> there was only about two of them, three of them at most. Right. Uh, at least you're able to bring them water. Now you can't. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it, Levon. My pleasure. Okay. Right on, right on. We'll keep our eyes on it. For sure. Thank you for joining us. Please support this program and the other works of the Joan Trump Howard Mulholland Foundation to end racism by making a contribution. A simple $5 monthly recurring donation makes a huge difference for us and makes what we do possible. You can learn more at jtmfoundation.org. That's jtmfoundation.org. And until next time, don't be afraid to get uncomfortable. <laughs>